Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Coaching Radio. We are your host, Tim and Julie Harris. We're broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Uh, Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be here. And when you're ready, I've got some shout-outs ready. I know you do, and I'm excited about that. And you know what? Julie and I were just chatting prior to the radio show today. Quick reminder to all of you who are uh, coaching clients, and that's thousands of you, Please remember to participate on the Facebook group. There's only like 700 of you, which is a smidge, a fraction of all of you that could be participating. But it's our uh, Facebook group that's only for our clients and for our coaches. And so if you have not discovered yet, uh, that yet, just go to uh, Facebook and then look up Tim and Julie Harris uh, Real Estate Coaching. And then there's only one private group, so just request to join that private group. And then provide you are a coaching client, then obviously we'll let you in the group. So make sure you do that today. Lots of interesting conversations going on in that Facebook group. It's always kind of fun to see. Actually, I enjoy going to it, Julie, because it makes me motivated. Because I like to see all the uh, yeah. <laughs> the interactions between the coaches and their clients and hearing about all the great successes that the clients are having. It's fun, isn't it? Well, absolutely. And we like to celebrate your successes and you know post some examples you guys get inspired by different projects that you're doing, center of influence events. There's referrals from student to student there, coaching client to coaching client. So a lot of stuff happens there and certainly high level of motivation. Some of you are frustrated because in your offices you're surrounded by perhaps less active, less motivated, you know, less go-getting agents, and you get frustrated by that and you say, well, where am I going to go for a mastermind for a – accountability partner for somebody to role play with will go to the Facebook page. Those are your true client, you know, sorry, colleagues is what I'm trying to say. Those are your true friends in the industry. They don't have to be sitting next to you at your office. They might be across the country, but they have a similar mindset to you. So please take advantage of that. And, you know, you might be surprised at, you know, how many referrals you get as a result of being there and being supportive of each other. It's all good. And in you are teeing us up perfectly for the topic of today's radio show. And, yes, I need I know you want to give some uh, recognition to some of our clients that are doing really well right now. But the topic of today's real, uh, radio show is a continuation from yesterday's real estate uh, radio show, coaching radio show, which is real estate and the battle between good and evil. And um, as I expected, the title got a lot of um, people saying, what is this all about? And mm-hmm. the essence of it, the battle between good and evil, and if you have not listened to yesterday's radio show, make sure you go back and listen to that. The essence of it is really your mindset, and a lot of you, um, that's where your greatest growth is certainly uh, should certainly be. Your focus should be on your mindset. Your show, obviously, your skill set's important, critical. Like you can have the best mindset in the world, but if you don't have a skill set, you're kind of lost. But I am a hundred percent confident that the coaching and the training and the materials that we give you will make it so that you have a second-to-none skill set. So you're going to have the best listing presentation, the best pre-listing pack. You're going to have the best scripts, the best objection handlers, the best office systems, the best assistant training program, the best marketing, everything. So we've already done all that for you. So that just makes it so you don't have to be searching. You you can kind of like say, okay, I know everything I need for my business now, today, tomorrow, forever is all part of this coaching program. So that's one less thing to worry about, right? 
So the one other thing that you have to be focused on working on while you perfect your skill set is your mindset. Because if you don't have your head screwed on straight, and if you're allowing the uh, evil wolf, and we'll summarize, Julie, you should start out by reading that ta- uh, that uh, parable again, yep. by the way. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll review in case you didn't hear yesterday's story, so you know what we're talking about. Um, yeah, but if you don't, if you're not really in touch with the essence of what makes it so that you can be successful, i.e., your thoughts then you're going to struggle needlessly for too long. So, Julie, let's go and you give your recognition, because I'm, I always love to sure. do that myself, and then let's read quick. the parable and we'll, mm-hmm. get, and we'll get back to where we left off yesterday. Cool? You got it. All right, perfect. So first, from Utah, we have longtime coaching client and longtime listener, Mr. Kimball Farager out of Utah. Now, ah. uh, Kim has been working with his coach, Eric Reed, who is based in Atlanta, uh, Eric is, has been working hard with Kimball to work to be setting appointments, not just contacts. And I bring this up because a lot of you guys have contact. I just, well, I made my 10 contacts today. Well, we don't really care. How many appointments did you make? This is one of the distinct differences in how we coach you. It's all about appointments. So congratulations to Kimball, who set two appointments just last week and has gotten really clear on lead follow-up and on the focus on setting appointments. What does that do? It makes the nature of the messages left differently, and it makes the nature of the scripts that Kimball has been learning with his coach, Eric, uh, absolutely different. You know, it's not just, hey, how's it going? It's, I found a great house. Let's take a look at it. Make sure you're the first one in the door. Much more motivational and is getting a better response. So kudos to you, Kimball Farager in Utah. All right, the next one is from Coach Bill Bird. Bill is uh, coaching Angel Lopez, who inked his first listing agreement, and Angel has a, a uh, kind of a, a special scenario because at night he is a bail bondsman. So this is one of our clients who has another job in addition to real estate. Some coaching organizations coach against that, that it's real estate my way or the highway. We have a lot of you guys that are either transitioning from your existing job into real estate or doing both at the same time. And kudos to you, Angel Lopez, for working on that first listing agreement. Congratulations. Well, That's fantastic. Julie, the, real, the, yes. the reality of the current day employment is a lot of people, even if they have jobs, I'm thinking of like, you know, um, one of our great coaching clients, Paul, who I interviewed, um, I think last year, you guys can go back and listen to his interview. Uh, he is somebody who works as a contractor uh, for one of the big agencies in Washington, D.C. He has a super yeah. high security rating, like the highest security rating. He manages a team of like 150 people. I mean, this guy has got got it going on professionally really incredibly successful and mm-hmm. he doubles his income every year from that uh, job uh, as a realtor and now he's it's interesting one of the reasons paul said he was attracted to us as a coaching organization and i respect certainly this is that we don't advocate people quitting their jobs that's like the number one thing that i think mistake bad advice that brokers will give to agents and then other coaches yeah. even will give to agents is quit your job, go double, you know, double down on real estate. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, you know, if you're just one, you know, maybe you're uh, not, you don't have any kids, you don't have any dependents, you, you can take the risk. There's no downside really, other than your own personal hardship. If for some reason things weren't to work out as fast as you'd hope they would, so in that in that case, well, then you can just forget this advice because your decisions are only really adversely or positively, for that matter, affecting you. But for the rest of you who have dependents of one variety or another, 
uh, you really cannot just be making these uh, unilateral decisions that are impacting so many other people's lives. In Paul's case, he has kids, he has a wife, he has a mortgage payment, he has all these, you know, things that he's doing with his life as any, uh, you know, he's a young man in his 30s, so it makes sense. Bottom line is, is that he's extremely successful at both things, and he's, it could be even argued that he's successful because of both things. His normal job, guess what, guys, provides him lots of real estate transactions. And he's in the Washington, D.C. area where the average sale price is really great. So things sort of seem to work out. That's the nice thing about we, t- we coach you from where you guys are. We recognize that you, in many cases, if you have a good job, if you're on a good career path, add real estate. Make real estate the thing that you uh, do um, – Maybe it's your passion project. Maybe it's the way you can pay your house off. It's the way you can whatever, whatever. It just is completely and totally up to you. But the bottom line is is that we definitely will take into consideration every single one of your strengths and weaknesses with regards to where you're coming from financially before we just give you there is no one-size-fits-all coaching approach is what I'm getting to here. So, Julie, anybody else? Uh, well, and incidentally, speaking of Paul, he's also an annoyingly good words with friends partner. So you know he has. Oh yeah, that's, that that's going the last thing him. you want to announce, mm-hmm. Julie. That's the last thing you want to announce in front of a hundred thousand people. I know. Because no, now you're going to get a fun. billion. Yes, Julie plays words with friends. Now you're going to get a billion requests for people that's to play right. words with friends with you. Yeah, that's all that's right. That's okay with me. And I'm gonna have to hear that damn annoying words with friends sound coming all 24 hours I'll a day. It. It's always Paul because he plays quickly. Anyway, okay. Yeah. So one more, uh, also with. Coach Bill Bird, Larry Kimmel, who just took his first listing since he moved to Arizona. So I bring him up because yet another reason to have a coach. Some of you guys are moving marketplaces. That might just mean across town. It also might mean, in Larry's case, across state. Just uh, did his first deal there. So why would you want to break into a new market alone? Why not have a co-pilot and have a coach holding you accountable to speeding up that process? It just makes sense. So kudos to you for taking that listing in your new market. Nice job. All right, so we can go get back to our uh, introduction to the rest of our outline here, just a review. What are we talking about with this fight between good and evil. Well, just to remind you guys, quick little parable, an old Cherokee was teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It's a terrible fight, and it's between two wolves. One is evil. He's anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. That's the evil wolf. But he continued, the other wolf is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person, too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. So that's our reminder of what has led us to this discussion about which wolf you're feeding in your day-to-day real estate practice. So on yesterday's show, we went through, I think, points one through four, and we'll round out with points five and six today. So back to you, Tim. Well, so guys, this is really important that you internalize this sort of information. And what we did, Julie and I did, so (laughs) 
it's funny, Julie. Sometimes I I feel like I'm talking to friends because so many of these guys are mm-hmm. coaching clients that have been with us for over 10 years. But I have to remind myself that on the radio show, we're talking with a lot of folks who don't know us at all. So I have to kind of like throw in so that, you know, it's some personal information so they know who, we're, who they're mm-hmm. listening to, right? So Julie and I have been married for 25 years in 2016, and we're only in our mid-40s. You guys can do the math. <laughs> we basically have been married <laughs> all, of our adult, all of our adult lives. And, you know, one of the things, and a lot of you guys who are our age or older, and it's not so much, it's not so true when you're in your 30s. It's kind of interesting. But when you're in your 40s, it's fascinating to watch how people that you knew when you were a kid or when you're in your 20s and your 30s, how their lives sort of seem to go in certain directions. Because it's in their 40s that a lot of people will sort of have an, you know, it's not a lot, but it's like when people turn 40, between 40 and 50, there's either a um, a giving up, uh, sort of giving in, or there's a uh, mindset that I'm going to really buckle down and get back to actually doing what I wanted to do with my life in the first place. That's the reason a lot of people get into their get into real estate in their 40s and 50s because they found themselves basically halfway through their, well, more than halfway through their working lives and they're realizing that, you know what, I have yet to do what I wanted to do with my career. And so if that means I have to go and start my own real estate practice, I'm going to. And again, it's an expression a lot of times of people's desire uh, to be autonomous and to be successful on their own, uh, with their own, you know, wits and their own skills. And I get that and I respect that. In other words, they want to be entrepreneurs. But when you're thinking about like, why is it that somebody decides to go down the route of giving up versus, you know, how does someone decide to basically really buckle down? And if I'm being honest, it's probably less than 10% of the folks that are essentially, if they find themselves at that crossroads where they're trying to decide whether they want to go the good, you know, the good, the good wolf or the bad wolf route, right? You know, very few of them actually decide to go the route that requires effort. Now, I'm going I'm to give you guys a for example, and this is how we started out yesterday's show, and then Julie, Julie will get to the last couple points. Um, when you complain, when you're an, a negative, pessimistic person, and I'll even go as far as to say whenever, even if you're a skeptic, because a skeptic is, uh, by its very nature, someone who's a pessimist, right, looking for the, you know, the downside of things. Now, I know some of you guys want to argue uh, about the meanings of these words, but the just get the overall essence. Don't get lost and don't overanalyze what I'm saying. Just get the overall essence, uh, and then we can have a discussion about it, right? So the thought here is, is if you're spending your life welcoming in negative information, evil, if you will, and you're almost, you're surrounding yourself with it, the news that you listen to, the radio shows you listen to, the books that you read, the things you surf on the internet, the time that you spend with uh, negative people, all of that, what you're doing is you're reinforcing choosing that path of apathy, that path of complacency, the path of evil in our opinions, okay? Again, evil is a strong word, but it also makes a point really succinctly, doesn't it? And why do people do that? Because if you're going to be a pessimist, if you're going to be a skeptic, if you're going to be a negative person, if you're going to be that way, which again, unfortunately, societally right now, um, that is way a lot of people seem to have basically just that's that's how they've become. They've just essentially become uh, these paranoid people that are walking around thinking that the sky is going to fall and that there's no real hope for tomorrow and that be- their best days and are behind them and maybe the country's best. I mean, there's this real strong current for most of the country of negativity. Why is it? And I and I, Julie and I. So we've been married for 24 years. We've seen you know 25 in 2016. You know, and we think about well, what direction is it that 
uh, when did we decide to go the route, the, the path less, Julie, what was that, was it Longfellow poem that your grandfather gave to you? Robert Frost. Less yeah. Robert Frost, yeah. yes. Do you remember that off the top of your head? Well, I don't remember the whole poem off the top of my head, but basically uh, two roads diverged in the woods, and I chose the one less traveled. Uh, okay, I think for so, you and I, if I go back, I would say, you know, we went to an alternative high school who probably started us on the path that had lots of different educational outlooks. Um, yeah, but certainly well, getting into real estate is the road less traveled for most people. Go one ahead. of the most profound things in our lives to reinforce us staying on that path, though, uh, over the last couple of decades has been our 100% breaking away from um, news and media and newspapers. Yes, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and we don't, we literally, I have, it's normal for people to say, did you hear, have you heard, what do you know about this, what do you know about that? And we just totally and completely say we have no information about that, we don't watch the news. It and usually, us, really. right, it doesn't have anything, and usually when you tell them that you don't, uh, you're not a media consumer like that, their first reaction isn't negative. It is always, well, I wish I could get that way too, because then they acknowledge the fact that the media is mostly negative. So if you're wanting to reinforce being on the positive path, you're going to have to really make some hard decisions about what you're filling your life with. You know, we started out, you know, decades ago with media-free mornings, and then we just basically decided to have media-free lives. Uh, you will not find a successful person that does not practice that, does not isolate, eliminate outside influences. Now, it becomes difficult because you might find yourself, literally you could find yourself in a negative town. You could find yourself in a negative state. You could find yourself in a negative uh, real estate office. You could find yourself in a negative. So you, you're going to have to be introspective and be honest. You yourself are probably negative. How many times have you complained about anything today? Even something that needed to be complained about, if you're being honest, right? You know, the guy that cut you off at work, the coffee that was cold, the this, that, the other. How many times do you complain today? What positive thing came from that complaint? What negative things came from the complaint? As soon as you say one negative thing, one, one negative thing uh, is not happy. Do you notice how it attracts other negative things? Then all of a sudden your thoughts start thinking other negative thoughts, and then all of a sudden other people who are listening to you complaining or, you know, whatever, then all your life, what happens is your world shifts, and now you're living in a negative environment. Now the negativity is constantly being reinforced, and because it's constantly being reinforced from all these different sides, you are never having the opportunity to know that that's abnormal. You begin to believe that is how the world really truly is, negative, and it's not. That's not how it truly is. That's how your world truly is because you manifested it. You created it. You chose that for yourself. Keyword being choice. Keyword being choice. So I challenge you, choose a different path. Go back to that crossroads. You've, you've been at that crossroads dozens of times in your life. Okay, Go back to that crossroads and choose that path less followed. Choose the path that's going to require you know, essentially doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, start getting results. Choose the path where the core mindset is being of service to others. Choose the path where you acknowledge the fact that life is a blessing, where every single day that you wake up, where you're looking at the green side of the grass, it's a blessing. Choose the path where, you know, you are constantly improving, where you are going to avoid complacency like essentially you avoid a snake. 
choose the path that's going to result in you ever increasing the quality of your life through the contributions you make in life as a result of the knowledge that you've gained in life. That's where true happiness comes from. Stuff in itself doesn't make you happy. The feeling that you're making a contribution in helping other people, and as a result of that, success and stuff follows, that's what makes you happy. One cannot exist without the other. So if there's ever anything we can do for you guys, remember to request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. If you do not see your exact present moment as a blessing, if you're thinking that somehow you're trapped, if you're thinking somehow you're not in the right place at the right time, I have a little secret for you. That is your thinking, not acknowledging the fact that just outside of those negative thoughts is that other path that you should really seriously consider getting on. Hey, guys, guess what? You only live once, as far as I know, and you're dead a real long time, so you might as well make the most of the life that you've got. What's the downside? What, what do you have to risk? So start thinking bigger. You know, Use this opportunity, listen to the, the rest of Julie's points, and just start with, where am I being negative? Then say, how is that negativity benefiting me? How is that negativity hurting me? You yourself might be a negative, so negative that you're the one that's contributing to the negative environment. You're the one that essentially is the center of the universe that's creating the negativity in your office, in your family, in your environment, in your church, in your school, in your synagogue, in your mosque, in your community, in your whatever else. You could be the actual source of the misery for literally thousands of other people. Think about that. Are all your friends always wanting to basically come to you with negative shit? Whenever you talk to anyone, chat with anyone, text with anyone, Facebook with anyone, Twitter with anyone, is it almost always negative? Well, it's because they're feeding you just like, you know, they're essentially feeding the evil wolf. And you might be the evil wolf. You have to own that. And you need to make the choice to stop being that way. It's hard at first because it becomes habitual. It becomes a lifestyle to be negative. But once you break free of that, I, I promise you, it's the greatest gift you'll ever be able to give to yourself and the thousands, if not millions, of people that you can have a direct impact on. Everything that you want in life comes from that shift in that mindset, and then you don't shift back. <laughs> Just stay on that other path. So, Julie, what point are you on? Uh, point number five, and you've covered a lot of this, but let's make this a practical application for their day-to-day -day lives. By point number five is just a question that you can use every day. Is your outlook on life based on taking care of yourself and your pack, or is it about doing the least possible for the best payoff? Which wolf are you? So here's the question. How do you have those things sneak into your real estate practice? I'll give you some examples from a coaching perspective. Okay. So one place we see this, instead of taking accountability and responsibility for yourself and to keep on the wolf analogy, your pack, your family, et cetera, okay, instead of doing that, we'll hear things as coaches sometimes that sound like this. I hired a virtual assistant to do my prospecting for me, for example. You're making it somebody else's problem, so now you can blame that person for maybe not getting the appointments that you should. Okay? That's feeding the wrong wolf. We sometimes hear it, well, all my lead follow-up is handled by my email drip. You know, they get an automatic update. Well, how is that really taking action? It's a crazy problem that the coaches see, right? I mean, just from the buyer perspective, agents have decided to wait around until buyers say, hey, I want to go see that house, and by the time they see that house, it's in contract most times. It's because you're feeding the wrong wolf. You're not taking accountability and responsibility there to say, hey, I reviewed the homes that meet your criteria, 
the top three I can set up tomorrow or Saturday morning, which is best for you. So we see this in all these different aspects of real estate. Remember, your number one job is to lead generate, followed by lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. And some of you guys are experts at trying to delegate all of those five critical things and then pretend to maybe quasi-hold those people accountable or those systems accountable if it's technology. So are you taking responsibility for being the best at generating leads with all of your different spokes of lead generation? Are you taking control of actually following up on them and then pre-qualifying them? I mean, we see it right in that spot, right? So how many times have agents blamed the buyer for not executing on a contract, not being financially qualified, when in fact it was the agent who didn't bother to pre-qualify them? So is your outlook on life based on taking care of yourself and being accountable, or is it about doing the least possible and expecting the best payoff? Which wolf are you? Which wolf are you feeding? So does that make sense to me? I mean, there's, I could go on with many, many black holes of feeding the wrong wolf in real estate. Well, that last point that you just made uh, honestly made my teeth itch, if I'm being No, it did, because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just it, – it, really pisses me off because, again, it goes back to societally, uh, right now, there is so much reinforcement for taking the easy, evil path. There's so much reinforcement leading, it's always been there, but now basically people, younger people, have come up their entire lives thinking that the hard path is for fools, that the hard, learning something is for, you know, is for dummies. Because there's always a way to scam. There's always a way to work in the gray area. There's always a way to shortcut. There's always a way to make it so you don't actually have to master a skill. And I feel sorry for those people. And a lot of those people are, well, a lot of those people are our listeners. A lot of those people are our listeners' children. I guess maybe the reason it makes me mad so much is because, you know, I have a daughter. And I'm, you know, mm-hmm. Zoe. And I, and I know she's going to be inundated with all these types of, you know, type of mindset issues and you and I are going to have to battle against it. We might be the only parents that are telling telling her to, you know, do things that she doesn't want to do and she doesn't want to do them at the highest level cuz societally sure. right now I don't think people really do that. You know, they think that life right, is you assume hitting. that we'll let her out of the house one day and allow her to have That's a true. Bit, you know, That's true. We'll just keep her in the bubble longer. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, people think life is about hitting the easy button. That's what they think. Yeah. You guys remember that Staples commercials? You know, how much time do you spend during the course of a day just looking for the freaking easy button? Most right. of you, your entire day is looking for the easy button. What's the quickest route to get the result? And so that's the reason you succumb to bullshit like Every buying last your email you get, yeah. You know, I mean, it's so much worse, really. And I think every day it gets worse because they're inundated with all of these yep. different offers. Because all of those different marketing companies know that you're susceptible to hitting the easy button. And gosh, you know, if I could just make it so you never had to talk to another person again in real estate and you can just automate this and give me 500 bucks a month, I mean, how many of you guys are already wanting to ask me what that company is? <laughs> right? And I just right. made it up. So right. be careful with that, which wolf are you feeding? And I want to get to the last point so that we don't run out of time. Point number six, if you find yourself making decisions with your prospects and clients that protect your commission first over their needs, then you've lost to the evil wolf. And here's the thing, Tim, that, that sounds like a really easy point, but I can remember lots of transactions where the clients or somebody else's client or the other agent would be so convincing that their way was right and everything you were doing was wrong, 
that you could start to believe that, and then you'd panic because you weren't going to make that commission. And I will never forget our original broker, Rory Averill, when we were having some of that. It, it wasn't that we didn't know right from wrong. It's that sometimes in real estate, your clients and the other agent can be so convincing that it gets confusing to trust yourself at times. And Rory said, as long as you put your client's needs first, you will always win, and you'll always be able to sleep well at night knowing you did the right thing. And I think that was excellent coaching back then and has followed us through our careers. So the question is, when you have those difficult deals, are you, is your first thought your commission? Well, that, that might be okay. That's your first thought. But follow that up by taking correct actions to protect your client's best needs. That's feeding the good wolf. Does that make sense, Tim? Well, so if you're, you know, have the strongest and truest thought in your head. Even if you have to fake it at first, the question of how can I be of service to others. If that becomes your most dominant question, you know, you're apprehensive to pick up the phone and call your centers of influence and past clients. You, let's just say that's the case with like 99% of you, right? So that's just not something you look forward to. Write down on a big piece of paper, how can I be of service? When you do that, you'll find that those calls come, they start becoming easy because you've shifted your mindset. The mindset that keeps you from making those calls the mindset that keeps you from moving forward uh, in your business is all rooted in ego. And remember, one of the qualities of the evil wolf was ego. So if you can migrate away from that by focusing on what you can do to be of service to others, you will win 100% of the time. You will find that the stress that you feel, the weight that you carry around, the night sweats, as Julie likes to say, where you basically, have you guys been dreaming about your real estate transactions? All that starts to go away when you start to connect to the mindset of service because the stuff that gives you the ultimate uh, stress, the, what actually drives you down, wears you out, prematurely ages you, is your ego, is ultimately the evil that is in our society that leads you to believe that your purpose on this earth is something other than being of service to others. When you have the, I'm a, here to be of service to others, I'm here to help, just try that on for a second. All of you, as you listen to Julie and I, try it on. Think about that just for a second, right? Just go ahead. I, my highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to others, to help other people. What have I done today to directly, it could be a compliment to somebody. It could obviously be giving somebody a helping hand. It could be just the, you know, when you're calling folks and you're calling your centers of influence and past clients, helping them and truly listening, thinking about what you can do to, all of that, you notice how when you start adopting that mindset, a lot of the stress that you feel automatically goes away. It's, and for some reason, it tunes into the same frequency when you decide, like, if you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling depressed, if you slow yourself down and you just start thinking of the things that you're appreciative of and writing them down, it doesn't take usually but five, maybe six things to write down before you can literally feel your mindset shifting. This uh, my, the mindset that I want you guys to adopt of being of service to others is tuning into that exact same frequency that you have when you're basically being in appreciation. It, it's the exact same element. Again, I'm not, <laughs> uh, I'm not some spiritual guru, so I don't understand how it works. All I know is it does work, so use it to your advantage. And again, connect with that energy and disconnect with the evil that's out there, and everything flows. You just have more of a synergy in life. Then you start attracting people to you. They're going to walk with you on the path that you want to be on. They're going to reinforce you being the person that you are meant to be. That 
and, and then all those other people that were pulling you down, some of them will shift in their mindsets too. Some of them will decide to join you on this other path. Others of you will just be, others of them will just basically get out of your life. So, Julie, anything you'd like to say before we wrap? Well, just a quick quote: "Good deeds are permanent footprints," and that was by Layla Akita, who's a philanthropist. So, good deeds are permanent footprints; they stick around. So, ask yourself daily: What are the good things that you're doing? Which wolf are you feeding? It gets back to that accumulation effect. You've got a lot of choices to make today, tomorrow, this week, so that the good wolf will eat more than the bad. Throw some good treats over there to that good wolf. It will pay off versus accumulating all of the bad stuff with the bad wolf. And, you know, sometimes you're not going to see that right away. That's okay. When you make the right choices and the right decisions daily, you know, it'll catch up with you. Go ahead. Thank you. Your homework is to share this radio show with as many other people as you possibly can. Um, In doing so, you are forming a new, (laughs) I'm staying on the wolf theme, a new positive pack for yourself to join you on that journey, on the journey of the path that you want to be going on to make it so that you can become the best version of you that there ever was. So share this radio show with other people. Let them know that you're starting on this new journey or you're looking for reinforcement for being on the path that you're already on. If there's anything we can be doing for you, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.